Hi everyone, my name is Dawn Verbergi. Welcome back to the Marketing Made Easy by Jotful Show. Really excited to have you here today as I'm interviewing Mark Chez. He's the founder of CM2 Media based out of Toronto, Canada. And prior to the pandemic, three quarters of his revenue was coming from word of mouth referrals. But during the pandemic, he lost 80% of his revenue. Since then, he has recovered and he is now double his pre-pandemic revenue. He has more than doubled the number of employees that he has. And the way he did it is by changing the way he markets his business. In this episode, we talk about what it is that Mark did to reset his company's marketing. It's a really interesting episode. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy by Jotful. I'm Don Verbrigge, Jotful CEO, two-time entrepreneur, former business school professor, and your host. I'm here to have practical and fun conversations with people who know a thing or two or three about how to get more customers for your business. All right, Mark, thank you so much and welcome to the event. It's so great to see you here. I know that you are the founder of CM2 Media based out of Toronto, Canada, and that prior to the pandemic, about three quarters of your business was coming from word of mouth referrals. And then the ceiling fell, right? Can you tell us what happened when the pandemic hit? How big were you before it hit? I know most of your business was coming through referrals. And then what happened afterwards? Yeah, when the pandemic hit, it was a, an outright disaster, like it was for many. We lost 80% of our retainer business, which yeah. you know, for our business, cash flow is a huge thing. You know, we do a lot of project work as well, but retainer is where it's at. You know, you want to work consistently with clients, build up their business and do that. We went up, we had a few niches that we got into kind of by accident. And one was dental. And the dental space became a very easy place for us to market from an SEO, from a social media strategy. We did things a little differently there. It wasn't just like about teeth, toothbrushing, right? Mm-hmm. Except dentists got destroyed by COVID. Well, sure. they could, they had, they were forced closed for three months here. And then even when they were allowed to reopen, they could open at reopen at 25% capacity. So mm-hmm. none of them needed marketing anymore at all. That was nope. done, wiped out. We had to yeah. make a major shift. And when everything happened, um, obviously there was a lot of panic, a lot of uneasiness, but I took the, the initiative of I'm stuck at home work with my kids. I'm like, I got to get some enjoyment of <laughs> something here. Right. Um, you know, we weren't allowed to go to the office at all. So it was, let's, let's look at what we're doing. I always had in the back of my head that we needed to revamp, you know, prior to COVID, our marketing wasn't great. Our website was very templated, you know, it wasn't showcasing our best work. Our best work was done for our clients, you know, and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of typical in this business. It, it's, that, you know, it's typical in every business. There's that so a classic saying about how it's always the cobbler's children who have the worst shoes. It's just, it's everyone. It's all of us. Right. So it was like, no, well, now we're dead and slow. I'm, I, I was doing my best to not lay off people. Right. We didn't lay off any full-timers. How many full-timers, full-timers did you have at that point? We only had, we only had three at the time. And then we had, what was 13 contractors mm-hmm. and we did some staffing revamp. We can get into that a little later, but the, the talent pool got pretty large. So yeah. it was an opportunity to seize better talent, but the, we, but the, the core people that were with us for a long time is like, Let's revamp everything we do. It's time to build a custom website. Like we had a few of our programmers on me that were like, we got to do custom because if we're trying to sell these bigger programming jobs, you know, building applications and things like that. Like we've got to have our own custom look to a website. Right. Well, that took it to the next thing was, okay, that's it. But then what about content strategy? You know, in content strategy, the voice of this company has always mattered so much to me as far as how we sell, who we work with, a lot of lessons learned in the past about it. But like we had to get that. So I went to the staff and I was like, make me the client. 
interview me as we were doing a brand strategy, talk to me, let's use the video tools, you know, and generate a bunch of responses, but like you guys can record these and let's start crafting on our own brand messaging a lot more. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we're doing social, it's like, this is how we do social. Here's who we are as a company. Here's who we want as clients, right? And that's, it's so crystal clear on our website. And we have this beautiful, new, really lean, confident website that we rebuilt. And so many people have commented on it. It's like, it just gets right to the point. It doesn't mm -hmm. have all this flash and dash and tactics. It's like, I know exactly who you are. So once we did that and revamped the website, it was like now time to change the whole marketing strategy. And we went very hard after this. And like I said, this was like a three month, like a dead time with nothing to take six internal people that I was still paying to just do all of our marketing. Right. And it went to full social, like we're going to hit Instagram hard. We're going to hit LinkedIn hard. And how, how did you choose those? How did you decide which channels you were going to Let's really focus Instagram, on? Instagram, I'm just not... Facebook has just never been much of a growth platform for many of our clients. It's a lot of yeah. discussion and, and cat videos and politics and things like that. Um, it's, we'll do Facebook if it's a necessity for them, but it was never. So it's like, if that's not working well for our clients, why are we as an agency going to do that? Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're not looking for mass volume. Instagram was growth platform and people are having a lot more fun on it. And that was one of the things I really wanted to shift was to get the message of, you know, employee acquisition. Plus like, if you find this fun, we'll like you as a client. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was for Instagram. Then LinkedIn was, you know, it's, it's the professional space and, and the numbers were climbing rapidly at the beginning of COVID, how many people were on there. So it's like, yeah. we need to plan for this and we need to do a lot with it. And yeah. since we did that and what we really did was, you know, we went heavy video. We went to a lot of our own custom created video, uh, meaning that we were interviewing our own people, doing employee yeah. type videos. Um, and one of the bigger things was we asked, 28 of our clients, we, I picked them out. I hand selected them to be like, who's going to be good on video. You know, some just don't have it right. They're afraid of the camera. They won't do it. So I was like, let's, yeah. let's, let's eliminate them completely. We asked 28 of them to do a testimonial and they were going to be interviewed by one of our marketing people. Um, I wasn't involved in it. It was like, let's get true responses about the company, how they feel about it. Um, we got a lot of video from them and 26 of them said yes. Mm -hmm. So we had to schedule 26 testimonial videos. So the editing of that, and we got not only their direct testimonials, but we made compilation videos out of them. Yes. You know, so you'd ask a question. So there's some cuts to cuts to cuts, and we've got a lot more of that coming. Um, but what the biggest outcome from that, you know, once we started releasing it was the sales part, right? And this was, this was my intention. It was be confident in who you are as a company and get your own clients to sell the business, mm -hmm. right? So when people have come to us now from the messaging revamp, to having our own testimonials of 28 client testimonials plus other new videos and now showing stuff that we've done. We did around Christmas time, holiday videos. We've just done a recent series showing that our staff has fun, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what's your favorite song singing a little bit, you know, the talent acquisition kind of things. It's like, these people are fun to work with right around Christmas time. We did a, a large restaurant, local restaurant giveaway, you know, some mm -hmm. sympathy to how buried they've been by COVID. It was a feel good story with, you know, with, we're going to get some pub from this too. Um, so we did that and we're doing another one right now. And, you know, that's worked very well just from a local, you know, audience generation to get some action around the posts. Okay. So, so let's, let's, let's break this down for a second. Yeah. So pre COVID you were three employees, 10 contractors getting about two thirds of your revenue from word of mouth post COVID your focus is now on content marketing how many employees do you have? And I know that, sorry, during COVID, you lost 80% of your revenue. What have you come back up to since COVID, since you started this content marketing We're, program? As of yesterday, we landed another new retainer. We're more than double prior levels. 
You're more than double your pre-COVID revenues by switching to content marketing. Yes. And, and, and how many employees? Uh, we're at seven. And, more than doubled your employees. And 13 contractors. And, okay. and a better staff, too. Yeah. Know? Like, it, it, it allowed me to get into the, you know, the depths of the business a little bit more, too, which was, you know, took it as an opportunity. Uh-huh. So, that yeah, we've got better employees. We're doing better work. And the other thing is we're charging more now. The necessity mm-hmm. for digital is great. And it's not, it's not like um, we're charging more just because there's a lot more work out there. And when we take you know, yeah. clients on, on retainer, it's like if you're going to shoot video testimonials, if you're going to schedule them and interview them, that's very time consuming. Yeah. So going to pay off? Like, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, one other tactic that's worked very well is for clients that don't like we have different packages. But if some of them don't have the, the funds or they like to do things themselves, right? And Zoom's become mm-hmm. an acceptable place. Like you and I could record this interview and use pieces of it on our socials and people would be like, it's great content. Mm-hmm. So a lot of clients we've done is we've done interviews with them, you know, about their business, about selling their business, uh, things like that, and cut those up into smaller pieces or just, you know, kept the expense down because mm-hmm. Zoom's become just a very acceptable format for business. Yeah, you know, prior to the pandemic, I think people really felt like you had to have a high production value when you were doing video, but now people just accept this handmade video. In fact, people find, especially for something like a customer testimonial, that when it is handmade, it's filmed on their on their phone, that it's just more authentic and more real and therefore more valuable as a testimonial. Would well, you yeah, say you found the same? For sure, and there's there's such a depending on the business, like the if it's too polished, you're right. It doesn't look authentic. It's like, mm-hmm. like you're trying too hard. And then is that an actor, you know, where now it's like, if you got a little blurriness, camera's not great. Audio's not the best. It's like, that's real, right? Yep. People buy into the real. And even when you're out there, you know, just walking around with your iPhone, it's like the iPhone quality is pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this, this polished branded, you know, um, with a snipe and, and all these graphics and things moving in that, like, no, it's, it's quite okay. It's, it's better to get, the message out there more. And that's the mm-hmm. one thing we found so much is we have nice graphics package and that we should, we're an agency, but it's like, what is the message? What are you being told in that video? And, and obviously people have gotten into understanding, keep them short. People's attention spans are, are minimal. Minuscule. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's so much to be said for, for the impact of the video and the testimonials. We'll hear more from our guest right after this brief break. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a business owner. And if you're a business owner in need of a new website, but you really don't want to build it yourself, check out Jotful. Jotful will build you a professional website that both looks great and includes all the marketing best practices. So we'll actually get the job done for your business. And it's affordable. In fact, it's only about 10% of what you'd typically expect to pay an agency or designer. Even better, you can give it a try today for free. At Jotful, we'll make you a free sample website so you can see if it's a good fit for your business before you ever even sign up. Visit us at Jotful.com to request a free sample website for your business. That's J-O-T-T-F-U-L.com. And now back to the show. Okay. So you're really doing, you've been talking about a couple of types of video here. So 
going out, getting customers to send in their testimonials. I know at Jotful, we did something similar. We asked a bunch of customers to send in testimonial videos, but we actually went out and filmed some of our local customers. We're, we're a national business. Our customers are all over the country. And like you, we make websites, but you know, very, very, very different models. Um, but we went to some of our local customers and we actually, you know, filmed them. We stood a safe distance away and we filmed them giving testimonials. Then we were able to cut those up. So we had sort of this mix of higher production quality and then handmade, which I think works really well. And we pieced a bunch of them into together, little clips from different customers into a super cut video. And this is a monster that's about 18 minutes long, but it takes people through the entire process from beginning to end. It addresses all of the sales objections that people might have along the way. And we found that this video just closes the deal every time, right? When you hear all of those people saying all of those things and addressing all the questions that you as a prospect have in your mind already, it just, it just closes it. And so by the time they come to us from a sales perspective, they're ready to buy. And I know you were telling me the same thing, that customers you get through content marketing are coming ready to close. There is such little discussion. I had to work so yeah. much harder before on sales or even to be like, oh, are we final three in the pitch or how's it, you know, it, like the leads were not as, as solid. You mm -hmm. know, now it's like, I actually get less leads now, but the quality of them is top notch. It's like, I actually want to close about 80% of them. And I've even, I've even changed my strategy with when the leads come in, you know, let's have a soft 10 minute call feeling out process. Yep. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you passionate? You know, do you have money to spend? Is this going to be pulling teeth? Are you cool? Do we relate? You know, get all that stuff done ahead of time. And mm -hmm. then it's like, now we know it's like, okay, let's schedule the follow-up now about what we can, what we can do together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't say enough just about how the shift on that. It's like, I don't get any of these like, you know, one-off calls of, I need a, a brochure or flyer. It's like, you know, right. it's going to be just difficult. It's like, no, it's like, we're looking for business growth. You know, we need a bunch of digital, digital, you know, campaigns, whether it be Google ads, Facebook ads, building a website, whatever it may be. The lead, the lead scores that we have, I mean, they're, they're 80% above. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a combination of the content marketing that you're doing is helping buyers make their decisions before they speak to you. There's also right now in the market, to be fair, just a lot more, a lot of demand, right? There's just a lot of demand for building up your digital presence. That's happening just everywhere. Oh, there's no doubt about that, that there yeah. are way more just, just actual leads coming in, new businesses yeah. that have started. Oh, we've, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's always a tricky space of the startups where you find out are some real business owners that have, you know, more than idea, you know, and that's one of the, yeah. the feeling out calls, you know, that I call the, you know, vetting the vetting of the client call that you, you really need to find out how serious are they about their business. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk a little bit about at the very beginning, you said something that I want to drill into. You mentioned that you asked your team to interview you. So I think you took video of these interviews, right? Did they do it through zoom because everybody was working from their home at the time? And then you would take these little, these videos and cut them into snippets and then share the snippets on social media. That stuff from the brand dis discovery stuff wasn't shared in social. That was mm -hmm. internal, but it was like, it allowed for writers to go back and, you know, craft some things out. Right. But can you talk, can you explain brand discovery just for people who are listening today? Right. Well, yeah. What are you, you know, it's the biggest thing and it's going to position you to hand the document to your new employees to say, this is how we speak externally. This is how we speak in social. You know, mm -hmm. this is, this is the voice on web. You know, when we go to do this, even, you know, how are we messaging? What are the key terms we're using? Taglines, phrases, you know, buzzwords, all of that. And some yep. of these, when you do them for clients, they're, you know, they're eight pages, they're small. And some of them are like, you know, 30 page robust documents that are handed to 
every level of employee, contractor, subcontractor that they possibly have. And that was a big thing for me because I always had this vision in my head that we yeah. need to redo this, but where was the time? Yeah. The time became available. But on the sales side, because we had everything done so well, it's made everything. He's like, well, who does this? You know, to be asked, well, who does this? Or who have you done this for? It's like us. Look at our stuff. Right. And everybody just goes to look at you like, yeah, that's exactly You're what eating your own dog food, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's, it's paid off incredibly well. Like, and, and I will, you know, from a continuous, like being able to sell this now to clients through the testimonials part and the brand strategy pieces, because during COVID, you know, especially on the online shopping space, so many people had e-commerce sites done, whether it had been WooCommerce or Shopify, but they had no messaging around them. Right. right. Like, Come and buy. It's like, well, what's your differentiating factor? What's it's just separate? a storefront. Yep. Yeah. And now it's like the ones that we've done, you know, real brand strategy. So you land on that page or if it includes an about us video that's produced, you know, and it has real messaging around the product and why us. And a lot of people are drawn to the entrepreneur now. Right. So it's like, tell the story of the entrepreneur, right. That people just want to hear that they're not obsessed with the big brands, you know, so much anymore. They like the little guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And and then part of the little guy talking about the story, the growth, you know, how it's been built up, you know, it works exceptionally well. Yeah. Buyers really want to hear that story. And I think probably everybody or nearly everybody listening today is a business owner and we are tight on time, which you described, right? You just never had the time to sit down and do this, but we also aren't necessarily great at doing the writing ourselves, right? Or just kind of like finding the time and the discipline to do all of the writing ourselves. And so I love how you had your employees interview you and then they can take that and they can transcribe it right? And they can put it down and copy, or they can take the video and they can cut the video up. If you're talking, no matter what you're talking about, right? You can be talking about topics that are relevant for social media. It doesn't have to be related to your brand identity. Right. And there's, there's another angle to this too, that when you get interviewed or, you know, have some, if it's just you, the business owner, if it's something with employees or clients, mm-hmm. we multi-purpose content. And, you know, it's like, you think of what video can do now for you from a social perspective. Amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. But what about SEO, you know, YouTube, putting YouTube videos and getting them to your website, right? Now you have a bunch of video on your website that's being drawn from YouTube and you've got all your headings and taglines and, you know, the tags and the descriptions all from YouTube are now carrying over to your website. And we found too a lot when we're doing this, that the social metrics are helping boost Google rankings, mm-hmm. right? Because your Google's mandate is to be, you know, to give the, the, the user the ultimate search response. So right. it's like, you're located by me and you're in this keyword and you've got 20 videos even if they're coming from Facebook, right? It's, it's, it's multi-purposing the content. So from a business marketing perspective, you know, doing video now gets you into a bunch of different places where it's not just hitting on one key piece, you know, where before mm-hmm. it was just like, show your video, get it out there, spend some money boosting it or, you know, YouTube ads or whatever it be. Now it's like you can multi-purpose this thing and it can work for you on, on multi-levels. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about SEO because you just mentioned it. And at Jotful, all of our customers are business owners. Typically, they have five or fewer employees. Very often, they're solopreneurs, right? That's sort of our, that's, those are most of our customers. That's our bread and butter right there. Very many of them are hiring SEO agencies and paying what are pretty expensive retainers for a small business on a monthly basis for, for SEO. And I look at it so often and think, what are you really getting out of this? What is your ultimate SEO strategy? And I can tell you, you know, at, at Jotful, we're a nationwide company and we do not have a national SEO strategy. We have made a decision that we want to win on local SEO only um, and that we're just not going to compete on national SEO because it's just so competitive and we're not going to buy the 
We're not going to buy the ads for it. We're not going to focus on the organic because we're going to choose to spend our time in another marketing channel. And we really focus on content marketing, which is what you're talking about as well. Is that the decision you made too? Because I know you said before the pandemic, you were focusing more on SEO. Are you focusing less on it or are you just focusing on local? What's your strategy there? It's it's localized. It's very localized. Mm -hmm. We bring that exact strategy to our clients. Like unless they're a national brand, right? It's like, it's go hyper local. And even when we Mm -hmm. bring the new clients, like the smaller businesses, like that are just the startups, like be good at something somewhere, right? Yes. And so much is like, so much search is done on the mobile phone that it's like, okay, so if you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, right? Like I'm not concerned with Detroit, you know, what's happening in Ann Arbor. I'm right here, you know, be Mm -hmm. found right in Ann Arbor. And that's been our strategy too. And even in some of the videos, when, you know, the descriptions and the tags and things like that, it matters to, you know, to what you're trying to find locally. And you Mm -hmm. want to measure success in SEO. Like a lot of agencies, we get clients because people like, I don't know what I was paying for. Oh, nobody knows what they're paying for. I hear this every single week from our customers that they spend hundreds of dollars a month, oftentimes on SEO and they don't know what they're getting out of it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very interesting where we, we measure it, right. We'll measure like, mm-hmm. we'll have a keyword strategy, a plan for like, these are for these three months, we're going after these keywords and tracking, you know, how many new forms did you get to where they come from? What words, what are your analytics doing? Like really mm-hmm. going back to the clients and reporting that because knowing that matters so much. And then even like good call yeah. scores, some companies are still, you know, small businesses like talking to people. Right. And, even yep. tracking the calls. Like, did they go up? Because yeah, SEO is such a, an unknown space for so many people or the results are hidden. Um, we do things mm-hmm. very transparently with it. And I'm not, I'm not interested in taking people's money just to, you know, say we did yeah. something with it, but the, the local strategy, I mean, we look at, what do we have for, for local searches now? Like 80% are done on a phone now, right? So like, yep. you better have that site mobile friendly. You better have it working well for all of, you know, Google's webmaster tools, uh, search console mm-hmm. criteria. Right. And take care of, take care of like the little things first. Don't look for the big, big, big fish, you know, go after things that are going to work for them. Right. Low mm-hmm. long tail keywords, you know, where can you compete? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it results achievable. You know, like the, if it's, if it's at a hundred percent difficulty score with Google, like don't go after that in the beginning. That's a terrible strategy. Right. Find yeah. some things with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some other things that you've tried, Mark? Maybe some stuff that hasn't worked. I know you said you've done some bartering for billboards and radio ads. I thought that was really interesting. That was an interesting part of this, uh, of the COVID, post-COVID business strategy. There was a barter, mm-hmm. a group called BarterPay here that um, is regional. Actually, well, they're national, but they've got a very aggressive regional sales team. National out of Canada. I Canada. looked them up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they... Um, they gave a thousand dollar grant to get other businesses into this. So if you mm. spent a thousand in barter pay credits, you would get a thousand, right? Just to get people in. I'm like, well, this is interesting. Let's try yeah. it. Because like, and I talked to the sales rep. I was like, are, what are the types of businesses? Because I'm only interested in entrepreneurs, key decision makers, right? right. Don't want to deal with the layers of, you know, six layers deep to hear something six months later. Right. right? I'll deal with somebody that's going to make something happen now. The yep. bulk of these businesses in this network are that, right? And the barter pay worked for, well, it still works. You know, you don't, it's not just direct. So if I exchange services with you, I don't need to spend with you. You know, you can spend with anybody in the network. Some people have agreements, but I said, okay, if we get these barter pay clients, we're mm-hmm. going to put that back into marketing the company. And some yeah. of the bases that I typically wouldn't do, it's like, oh, you're a digital company. Why are you doing billboards? Why are you doing radio? Right. Um, well, it's worked. Yeah. It's worked because, because we have all of our social now, all of our SEO results, all localized, localized, localized. Now there's a localized billboard. Now there's a localized radio campaign. They're hearing you. They're catching you in a bunch of different places. It's like, yes. oh, I'm this radio ad. I just drove by this billboard. And now I'm on my, my son's Instagram. Who's this company, right? It's like, 
it's all tying together incredibly well. So yeah. that strategy of reinvest, basically reinvesting the barter dollars back into the company and the marketing, that's driven a lot of the growth too, because we've landed some amazing retainer clients, but also some that have turned into, there is a cash acceptance once you reach a threshold mm-hmm. and you can negotiate cash deals. So if somebody came to me and said, okay, you know, I want a full website revamp. It's like, I can't do that on barter, but you may already be working on a retainer with them. It's totally right. worked. And that was just another avenue of, of post COVID. Like let's look at different angles because mm-hmm. the, the amount of businesses when I first joined was 5,000. So that's like a network of 5,000 businesses and 5,000 businesses know how many other people, right? Right. And, yep. and business owners tell business owners, I worked with this company. They're great. Right. Yep. So it's, yep. it's worked yep. incredibly well. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes the investment that you make in a channel is not just about the one customer that you get from that investment, but from the follow on customers that you get through the word of mouth, right? That the people that that one customer refers you to. I mean, we see that a lot. For example, we'll give away a free website for, um, for like a raffle prize, right? For a nonprofit. We'll give away a free website for a raffle prize for a nonprofit. And I can't tell you most of the time, those free uh, giveaways result in other customers because other people hear about it. They're happy that you're associated with a nonprofit and so forth. Oh, for sure. And even I found that uh, doing some Zoom presentations at mm. networking, you know, at, at networking events or, um, you know, I loosely, uh, loosely talked to you about the, a law conference that I was invited mm-hmm. to present at the prior to COVID, I was a speaker on a panel. Yep. Uh, that, you know, and then everything had to go digital and they were trying to scramble, like, how do we do a conference this big digitally? So we offered some insight into that, helped them out. And then I was a panelist on that again in multiple breakout rooms this time, because it's much more easier to manage than in person. And that turned into three websites and three retainers, just because it's like, you're a digital expert and you were there, Mm -hmm. right? And Well, Mark, you also are just really good at knowing how to niche down because you didn't go to this law conference because you're a lawyer. You're not, right? You're not. (laughs) You went to this law conference because you had customers, you had clients who were lawyers, and you knew that that was a place where you could niche down. You did billboards and radio locally because you niche down on the local Toronto market, right? It's that niching down that oftentimes business owners are worried is going to preclude them from getting business. But actually, it allows you to get more business because to your point, you get all those touch points with the same people. They're hearing your name over and over and over again, and eventually they relent. So thank you so much, Mark, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Uh, I think this was awesome. Well, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode of Marketing Made Easy by Jotful, please give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. That helps other people find out about the podcast so they too can grow their businesses. And hey, while you're there, if you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, go ahead and click the subscribe button. That way, you'll never miss an episode. We keep the conversation going in Jotful's private Facebook group. And if you're a business owner, you're invited to join us. Just search for Jotful, that's J-O-T-T-F-U-L, on Facebook and apply to join our group. There you can ask questions of the guests and exchange marketing tips with other business owners. From all of us here at Jotful, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I'll meet you on the next one.